No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. So perfect, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Lou, uh, that guy that uh, junior high school radio broadcaster, Mike Slater, he's talking about mothers cannibalizing their children, right? Right during lunchtime. Oh, that's brilliant. Hey, O'Reilly, when are you coming back? Where did you find this guy? Talking about mothers cannibalizing their children. I I can't imagine at the number one news talk station in the nation, we would allow this guy. Next time he takes a vacation, let me do the extra 15 minutes to make it an hour of a lunchtime rip and read and commentary that you're getting right here on WABC. Where did we get this guy? Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, let me get back on track. Do you know what today's date is? Uh, I was reminded by a number of uh, our uh, personnel here at WABC, not you, Lou. Today is what? 9-2-22, right? 9-2-22, which is similar to our phone number, 1-800-848-9222. Now, don't start calling up the lines right now. This is the one show I do during the week, 12-15 to 1, Monday through Fridays, in which it's uh, rip and read and commentary, no phone calls. Uh, I will be actually doing... Uh, a number of hours this weekend, even beyond what I normally do, because uh, the gold brick Frank Morano is going to the Borgata, no doubt, to shoot craps, lose all of his money. So I'll be actually taking you all through the Labor Day. So three straight days of Curtis Lee, where ABC always broadcasting Curtis. And then you'll be able to call 1-800-848, as is today's date, 9222. I hadn't even thought of that. Uh, you see, that's what our crack uh, personnel spend all their day doing, <laughs> figuring out what the day is and how it conflates to WABC. But we chose the all-time classic 1969, the summer uh, of Woodstock, the Vietnam War dividing the country, hippies versus patriots, the Mets take out the Orioles in the miracle uh, Mets World Series victory, the moon landing, and of course... Ted Kennedy and Chappaquiddick uh, getting absolved of all responsibilities for killing. What was that, Mary uh, Joe Kopechny in the back of the car? Right, right. Okay. Let's get back on track because uh, I chose this song. was trying to unite us in 1969, the Brotherhood of Man. Although now, Lou, we have to change the name of the song to the Brotherhood of Man, Woman, and the Non-Binary. That's the only way it would be acceptable nowadays. But the whole theme, the whole chorus, united we stand, divided we fall. And wasn't this the message of President Joe Biden upon his inauguration back on January 20th? Remember? Today, on this January day, my whole soul is in this, bringing America together, uniting our people, uniting our nation. Right? That was the whole thing. Okay, a contentious election, 
I'm going to bring the people together. I'm going to be the bring together the Trumpers, the Bidenites, and the Independents. And it's going to be us and we, not I and me. And then on this past Tuesday in Wilkes-Barre, when he was giving a speech about public safety, he decided to take on the MAGA Republicans, because obviously there are a lot of MAGA Republicans uh, in the state of Pennsylvania, the battleground state. So he decided to tell MAGA Republicans, if you want war, you better get your F-15s. And for those brave right-wing Americans who say it's all about keeping America, keeping America's independent and safe. If you want to fight against the country, you need an F-15. You need something a little more than a gun. No, I'm not joking. Think about this. Think about the rationale we use. Nine months later, he's talking about, hey, you don't like my presidency, get an F-15. What do we do? Recruit Lieutenant Colonel uh, Greg Kelly. By the way, he won't be in today. He'll be back on Monday. So I'll be uh, doing double duty. It's the Daily Double with Curtis Lee. We're always broadcasting Curtis. But then he accentuated that on the very same day in Wilkes-Barre. He sounded like uh, Air Force General Curtis LeMay. You remember he was famous for saying, bomb them into the Stonehenge. Um, and, in fact, he was the vice presidential running mate of, uh, of uh, George Wallace in 1968. If you want to fight against the country, you need an F-15. You need something a little more than a gun. No, I'm not joking. Think about this. Think about the rationale we use. That's used to provide this. And who are they shooting at? Shooting at these guys behind me. Hmm. <laughs> Boy, that did a lot for uni, unity. But we were assured that last night in Independence Hall in Philadelphia outside, that the president of the United States uh, would not try to bring the country together. In fact, his spokesperson, Jean-Pierre, as you know, she's a local girl from Hempstead. She said something that defies, defies the history of the United States. I, I, I want you to hear her speaking right before the presidential address to the nation from Independence Hall in Philadelphia. And again, we see majority of Americans who disagree. And so when you are not with where majority of Americans are, then, you know, that is extreme. That is an extreme way of thinking. Huh. Let's see. There was a time in America where most people were opposed to civil rights. So I guess if you were for civil rights, you were an extremist. There was a time in American history when uh, most Americans were opposed to women's rights and a woman's right to vote. I guess, according to the spokesperson for the Biden administration, uh, since you were a minority, you were an extremist. There was a time in America, including when Bill and Hillary Clinton and Chuck Schumer and so-called liberal and progressive Democrats were opposed to uh, gay marriage and, in fact, supported the defense of the Marriage Act. Uh, I guess because uh, they were in the minority back then, those who were in favor of gay marriage, which I was, uh, we were an extremist. History is replete. Uh, Lou, your favorite uh, thing, uh, legalizing pot. Remember, at one point, you look at the polls, 80% of America was opposed to the legalization of the recreational use of marijuana. Look at the polls now. So I guess 
At one point, Lou, you were in the minority, and you were an extremist. Now you do puff, puff, pass, and you're in the majority. What a fool. But let's go to exactly what the president of the United States, Joe Biden, said yesterday in his opening remarks outside of Independence Hall. My fellow Americans, please, if you have a seat, take it. I speak to you tonight from sacred ground in America. Independence Hall in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. This is where America made its declaration of independence to the world more than two centuries ago with an idea unique among nations. Yeah. In fact, I remember the the King of England, who we were rebelling against, gave orders to the royal governor of New Jersey in Trenton, which was uh, Benjamin Franklin's son, to cross the Delaware, go into Philadelphia, find his uh, father, and hang him from the nearest tree. Yeah, I I, I remember that one. (laughs) Then he said that MAGA Republicans don't respect the Constitution. I want to be very clear, very clear up front. Not every Republican, not even the majority of Republicans are MAGA Republicans. Not every Republican embraces their extreme ideology. I know, because I've been able to work with these mainstream Republicans. But there's no question that the Republican Party today is dominated, driven, and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. And that is a threat to this country. Ah, yeah, that's a great way to bring the country together, country Uncle Joe Biden. Uh, And let's talk about the Constitution, please. MAGA Republicans do not respect the Constitution. They do not believe in the rule of law. They do not recognize the will of the people. They refuse to accept the results of a free election. And they're working right now, as I speak, in state after state, to give power to decide elections in America to partisans and cronies, empowering election deniers to undermine democracy itself. Oh, I can't wait to hear Mark Levine tonight uh, from 6 to 9 to respond to that. WABC's constitutional scholar. And then uh, Joe Biden, the president, said there's no place for political violence. So I want to say this plain and simple. There is no place for political violence in America, period, none, ever. What happened in the summer of 2020? Black Lives Matter, Antifa, elected officials joining Black Lives Matter, painting Black Lives Matter matters in the streets of America, then joining the demonstrations. Many of them led to looting and shooting. I never heard of uh, then uh, candidate uh, Joe Biden addressing that or a lot of the Democrats. They were out there wearing their Black Lives Matter jersey that now represent big, large mansions, maybe the biggest ripoff in all of political history. No mention of that whatsoever. And then uh, the statement that more Americans reject MAGA Republicans. There are far more Americans, far more Americans, from every, from every background of belief, who reject the extreme MAGA ideology than those that accept it. Hmm. Well, because we are a republic and there is room for minorities to be heard. Maybe uh, President Joe Biden believes we're a full democracy. We're not. If it was a full democracy with a majority that the Democrats have uh, in the House, uh, in the Senate, uh, they would be buffaloing everything. 
But then again, uh, facts don't matter here. And then, uh, Lou, I'd like you uh, to go to number 15 because uh, the man with the bullhorn uh, intervened uh, and was screaming F you at the top of his lungs the rest of the way of the Joe Biden speech. America's often made the greatest progress coming out of some of our darkest moments like you're hearing that bullhorn. I believe we can and must do that again. And we are. MAGA Republicans look at America and see carnage and darkness and despair. They spread fear and lies. Lies told for profit and power. Ah, you like that guy in the background, the bullhorn. F you, F you, the rest of the way. F you, F you, F you. From time to time, President Joe Biden, distracted, as he often is by a teleprompter, was distracted by the person or persons with a bullhorn. But we should have expected this, uh, an all-out declaration of war against a minority of Americans, MAGA Republicans. I'm not a MAGA Republican. I'm certainly not a Bidenite. Uh, I am a person who is independent and autonomous, a free thinker. I like to hear a lot of different ideas, and then I make choices for myself. I happen to be a registered Republican. But I guess uh, in the words of uh, Joe Biden, if you're a MAGA Republican, which could constitute anywhere from 35 percent, maybe 40 percent of the last uh, voters in the presidential election, you are the enemy. But then again, I can't escape that here, Lou, because in New York State, I am one of five and a half million registered Republicans. And according to Governor Crime Wave Holcomb, I am the enemy and I must leave. And we're here to say that the era of Trump and Zeldin and Molinaro just jump on a bus and head down to Florida where you belong, okay? Get out of town. Get out of town. Because you, re- you don't represent our values. You are not New Yorkers. Well, boy, that's sure bringing us all together, isn't it? I love the words. What happened to what I started out with? The Brotherhood of Man. Now we turn that song in 1969 into the politically correct. The Brotherhood of Man, Woman, and the Non-Binary. Could we go out with that, uh, Lou, please? Because, yes, I feel so much better after President Joe Biden and Governor Crime Wave Holcomb. I really feel like we're all coming together, aren't we? (laughs) Not. What the hell was that last night? The founder of the Guardian Angels. The group dedicated to fight crime. On the streets of New York and on the air right now. Curtis Lewa on 77 WABC. Isn't it nice to know that our appointed officials in the midst of a crisis here, as described by Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, we'll talk about the celebration of his 62nd birthday yesterday and last night. But yesterday, uh, while at another ribbon-cutting event, he goes to so many events of no consequence, like a borough president would. He, he still doesn't understand he's the mayor. He goes to ribbon cutting after ribbon cutting after ribbon cutting after another ribbon cutting for uh, for a um, an event in New York City that really had no relationship to the mayor and what the mayor does out of City Hall, a place that he never is. 
he decided to take to the bully pulpit and defend the indefensible. The head of his department of homeland, excuse me, homeless services, a guy named Jenkins, who decided in the midst of the invasion of illegal aliens that the city is putting up at the Milford Plaza and other hotels to take a two-week vacation. Uh, Let's go to Eric Adams' defense of the indefensible. I commend him for renewing himself and coming back and doing those 12, 13-hour days that he's that he's doing. I have the utmost confidence in Gary, and Gary's going nowhere. One thing my team knows about me, if you do something wrong, we have to correct it, but I'm not the leader that abandons you because people are yelling at you. That's just not who I am. Now you get social promotion. That's what you get. You fail, you're missing in action. As long as you're a sickle fan, toady, and lackey of Eric Adams. And you believe in hush, hush, mush, mush. Don't reveal what's really going on in the Adams administration. Hey, you're a homeboy. You're in like Flint, right? The guy's missing in action for two weeks. And where is he? He's in Mexico vacationing. Mexico, the very place where most of the illegals are bum rushing across the border into Texas. He's on vacation. Where is he? Is he in Acapulco? Is he uh, at poolside? This guy is never on the job. And notice the mayor says he works 13, 14 hours. Now, he amends that after after defending his missing in action uh, homeless uh, director. He then goes beyond that and commends him. You know, I'm just blown away when people talk about live-work balance. And here is a man that has been inundated housing of thousands of people uh, that came to our city and he did the cardinal sin he went on vacation with his family i mean that is that is just so unbelievable that in a time that all of us are dealing with the uh impact of our the stress of our daily lives oh yeah it's like oh maybe we should give him a medal hey lou when he comes back maybe the keys to the city maybe he'll actually decide to work a day Oh, my God. Meantime, the illegal aliens still keep pouring into the Port Authority of the city of New York. Three buses arrived this morning from Texas. And their Catholic Charities was led by Cardinal Dolan because he was announcing, we love you, we welcome you, and we are providing a sanctuary for you through New York Catholic Charities. And then, as I exposed to all of you during the lunch hour edition here at WABC, uh, in fact, Catholic Charities is making a hell of a lot of money from the city of New York. They've just gotten a grant for $7 million to uh, set up a welcome center for the illegal aliens at the um, Red Cross Center in Hell's Kitchen. Now, by the way, the, uh, the illegal aliens have to run a gauntlet because if you notice of late, the crime blot is... A lot of people are getting stabbed, stabbed and wounded, stabbed and killed in Hell's Kitchen, uh, in which crime is going through the roof. But, hey, is it a hell of a lot better than walking through the snake-infested, mosquito-infested jungles of Panama as they made the trek from Colombia and Venezuela through the Isthmus and then eventually to the border with uh, Texas and then immediately saying, I'm seeking asylum because I am a victim of domestic abuse or gang intimidation or a totalitarian dictatorship, or 
I was in the losing party, and now the winning uh, party is uh, sort of targeting me for execution. So all you can do is got to say that, Sanctuary. They let you in. Uh, you end up disappearing uh, somewhere in America. Uh, you're supposed to return in a year to uh, for an asylum hearing to see if what you're saying, in fact, is justified or the United States through Limigre, Immigration and Naturalization, ICE, who are not thugs, by the way, although the Democrats have consistently referred to ICE as thugs. You know, Lou, with uh, the anniversary of the attack on 9-11, the 21st anniversary coming up, uh, maybe some of these Democrats who have called ICE thugs will do so on 9-11. ICE was actually established. Uh, to uh, prevent illegal aliens getting in and those overstaying their visas. Because that's uh, exactly what the uh, 9-11 attackers took advantage of. And that's why ICE was created, to protect us. How many at the border have been stopped who are on the no-fly list? So far, about 81 that we know of, many of whom could well be hardcore terrorists, uh, dedicated to making sure that three time is a charm. Remember the first attack uh, of the World Trade Center in 92, then in 9-11, and you better bet in uh, caves in South Yemen, uh, in Afghanistan, whether they happen to be members of Iraq, ISIS, all of those groups rolled into one. They want to attack America again. And where are they going to attack? Right here in New York City. question I have is, we've had such a depletion in the number of police officers. We're down to 34,000. Uh, They claim they have a 1,000 men and women, experienced police officers assigned to anti-terrorist activity. I doubt that. Uh, And I'm going to do a deep dig before 9-11 to find out exactly how depleted the most important front line of defense against world terrorism uh, is within the NYPD. I have a feeling we've probably lost hundreds. But anyway, the processing center is up and running. Catholic Charities got their $7 million. They're using the facilities of the Red Cross. And uh, Cardinal Dolan continues to welcome them into New York. But Governor Abbott says, you know something? I've been targeting Washington, D.C. I've been targeting New York City. I got so many illegal aliens pouring across the border every day from Nuevo Laredo into Laredo, from El, from Juarez into El Paso and other gateways in. I, I just want to spread this out. How about Chicago? So he sent his first buses to downtown Chicago, to the Greyhound Station. And Mayor Lightfoot, who's under attack by her own residents because she's been out partying at night, just like our own Mayor Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, just like the Finnish Prime Minister who uh, Vladimir Putin has threatened to turn into a glass highway because they want to join NATO with Sweden. All of these people believe in partying, carnage is up, carjackings up, gang activity up, violence is up. It's the murder capital of America. But what did uh, Mayor Lightfoot, or as I call her, Lightweight in Chicago, have to say about Abbott sending illegal aliens into Chicago? She said it was racist. Governor Abbott's racist and xenophobic practices of expulsion have only amplified the challenges many of these migrants have experienced on their journey to find a safe place. The governor's actions are not just inhumane. They are unpatriotic. This cannot be who we are as Americans. We have to stand for a different and better set of principles. If we are going to be a leader in the world, on the international stage, but even here at home, we must reject 
these policies and practices and say, as Americans, we must do better. Yeah, we must do better. By the way, Mayor Lightfoot, a.k.a. Lightweight, I probably know more about Chicago. It's my second city than you do. Right where I grew up, my first five years, 46 in Rockwell, south side, were the stockyards. And next to that, Bridgeport, the Irish community that produced every daily who ever became a boss and mayor of the city of Chicago. And right below that, Little Village. Lou, Little Village is where all the illegals go from El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, uh, and Mexico. Uh, I'm sure since you are a sanctuary city there, Mayor Lightfoot, a.k.a. Lightweight, You'd be more than happy to be taking uh, many more of these illegal aliens like uh, previous mayors in Chicago have done in the past. Meantime, let's flip the script, Lou. Let's go to Times Square, the gateway of the world, where yesterday I was walking through, and once again I saw those signs. This is a no-gun zone. Uh, The only reason that the signs were put up in combine from Governor Crime Wave Kathy Holcomb and Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, is because they don't want anyone who legally has qualified for a concealed gun permit to be carrying it through Times Square. Well, first off, people already are. Lots of thugs and thugettes uh, carrying illegal handguns. There's no stop and frisk. There's no metal detectors. And this is such a crazy PR stunt that it's actually putting fear, fright, hysteria into people all over the world, some of whom want to come to New York to spend a vacation haven't been here since the lockdown and pandemic of March of 2020. But actually, other cities are now using this and they're sending it to prospective clients who are thinking, maybe, you know, maybe I'll go to, hmm, let's see, maybe I'll go to New York. Maybe I'll go to London. Maybe I'll go to Barcelona, wherever it is they want a vacation. And those competing cities are sending out advisories like you really want to go to Times Square, New York City, the gateway of the world, where they're having to put up signs no gun zone. By the way, uh, Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, is saying to anybody who is applying and applications have increased el rapido, that not only will the New York Police Department responsible for gun permits, not only will they look back at three years of your social networking at all levels to make sure that you are politically correct, and even then we're going to make it tough Because then we're going to go door to door and we're going to ask neighbors, what kind of a person are you? Now, they don't do that for anything else. Don't do that for anything else in the city. They don't have enough cops to do that. Uh, So what the hell is he talking about? He just wants to bust the stones. And by the way, this is the mayoral candidate, then Eric Adams, who claimed that he had possession of eight, count them, eight handguns. Uh, in his domicile, whichever one that was, uh, apartment 22H in Hoboken, the basement apartment in Lafayette in Bed-Stuy that he was never at, another condo that he co-owns uh, somewhere in Bed-Stuy. I mean, who knows where he was storing the eight gats. But he's the guy who claimed he had eight guns and that he was entitled to have it because uh, as a retired police officer, they are entitled. Well, guess what? <laughs> this new gun law? Uh, that has opened up the ability for average, everyday, law-abiding New Yorkers to be able to have a concealed gun carry permit. This uh, new gun law uh, was ruled by a federal judge to be unconstitutional, but she decided, hey, let's give it a little time. Let's see if it can breathe. <laughs> let's see if it can breathe. This is going to be totally shot down. That's right. Am I using the correct language? 
this will be totally shot down when it returns to the United States Supreme Court because from looking at all the parameters of where you can carry a legally concealed handgun that has not been used in crimes, by the way, none of these crimes that I'm going to be talking about are the result of legally concealed handguns. Uh, the only place that I perceive you can carry it is probably in the driveway uh, from your house. And then after that, don't even bother putting it into the glove compartment of your car because that is considered illegal, too. By the way, standing ovation for police commissioner missing in action, Sewell, by the PBA at their annual uh, convention. I mean, this is the same woman who signed that executive order recently that said cops cannot chatter, cannot talk, cannot uh, congregate. Uh, I guess it's okay for cops when they're at a PBA convention to congregate and to extol uh, salutations and greeting to a police commissioner, Sewell, who was missing in action. But I'm telling you where it is. She's going to submit her retirement papers on, in October, and she'll be gone by uh, January 1st. Good, because look at the crime taking place in the city. First off, back-to-back, belly-to-belly, in the Lower East Side, 1st at 14th Street, An assassin, uh, we see it on the video, uh, just comes up to a woman and blows her brains out. Hours later, looks like the same guy on the video at East 12th Street, comes up behind the guy, has an argument with him, and then blows his brains out. Even though this guy was uh, somebody who had done four years for attempted murder and just recently been released. Then we have the situation of the 78-year-old white woman who was kicked out of that accessory by the white driver in Marine Park on Avenue N. We know who the guy is. We know that he's licensed. He's registered with Accessoride. We've seen his photo to show you how inept NYPD leadership is. Sewell, who's up there at the convention, uh, somewhere in the Catskills, being applauded by all those drunken PBA delegates. By the way, if you happen to be a copper, you really want to be applauding her for being missing in action. How about the fact that she nor any of the white shirts have been able to yet track down probably the easiest guy to find in all of New York City, the accessoride rider who beat down that elderly woman, 78 years old, left her out there, if not for the good Samaritan who intervened, who filmed it, then got hit by the guy as he was fleeing. Uh, we probably would not have even known about it. And where, where, where's the arrest? Nothing. Nothing. And then finally, thank God, Glory Haliaski, hallelujah, the tide is turning from the days of Barry Gray, who used to be one of the greatest mid-morning hosts of all time on WMCA, then WOR. He led the effort to uh, stop the horse carriage industry, to put the horses into sanctuaries, and to replace them with electric carriages. This was many, many years ago. A few people listened then. A new poll says 71% of residents of New York City want no horse-drawn carriages anymore. They believe that it's barbaric, it's unnecessary, that in fact there should be electric carriages that replace them, like in most parts of the world where electric carriages have replaced the horse-drawn carriages, especially third-world countries. But who is the union? The TWA Local 100. You say, well, why are they representing carriage drivers? They represent subway workers, and some bus workers. What stake do they have in this? Absolutely nothing. But they remain stubborn against this, as does Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan. So, ladies and gentlemen, it is now the will of the people to get rid of the horse-drawn carriage industry, retire the horses to horse sanctuaries, 
and let the drivers earn a living now as electric carriage drivers. New York's talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. Go, 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 shorty. It's your birthday. We gonna party like it's your birthday. We gonna sip a party like it's your birthday. And you know we don't give up because that's your birthday. You can find me in the club. Bottle full of bub. Mama, I got what you need. If you need to fill the bars. I'm in the having sex. I ain't in the making love. So come give me a hug. Oh, yeah, 50 Cent. 50 Cent, who culturally appropriated my name, Curtis. He's Curtis Jackson. Curtis Sliwa. By the way, I'm about 25 years older than him, right? He claims he's more of a macho, maniacal man than me because he got shot nine times. Outside of Rochdale, the co-ops, by uh, Ja Rule's crew in their rap battles. And I got shot five times with hollow point bullets by the Gottis and Gambinos. On the orders of John Gotti Sr. to John Gotti Jr. He knew Irv Gotti, right? Irv Gotti never took shots at him, but the Gottis took shots at me and hit me. But anyway, I digress. The only person I have not pinpointed as celebrating... Uh, Mayor Eric Adams, swagger man with no plans, 62nd birthday yesterday. 50 Cent, Curtis Jackson. I don't know. Maybe he was left out of the queue. Because every other degenerate hip-hop monster rapper wants to pay tribute to uh, the mayor on his 62nd birthday because, remember, he's been anointed the hip-hop mayor. He just turned over a check for five and a half million dollars to the Hip Hop Museum in uh, South Bronx, where not even the billionaires Jay Z and Puff Daddy contributed any money because they know it's a ripoff. But then again, it's our money. It's not Eric Adams' money, and he is so happy to be the Hip Hop Mayor, Lou. Don't disconnect this moment. First time in New York City history, we have a hip-hop mayor. (laughs) (laughs) Dyslexic, arrested, rejected, now I'm elected. They don't know what they did. You hear that? You don't know what you do, Lou. Suckers. Meantime, in the background, some of the uh, old rappers, you know, wearing the pens now, saying, baller, baller. And now there's a very, very deep urban myth. Uh, you know, Eric Adams, metrosexual, because of... Uh, the clothes that he wears that he styles and profiles in apparently last night he was in Andrew Lloyd Webber design Joseph and the amazing Technicolor dream coat that glowed in the dark but um, I will tell you this you notice recently Lou at a press conference he decided to cut off these rumors these vicious nasty urban rumors about his sexuality being a metrosexual by talking about how he was accused at eyeballing a shorty. I, I would tell you I met a shorty there, but I can't say that on TV. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but so, and you're right. Now, why did he decide to drop that in the middle of a conversation about a very serious uh, issue? 
he decided to uh, drop that because there is a prevalent rumor out there that you you never see Eric Adams with any femme fatales. Now, that doesn't mean anything. Uh, he's a metrosexual. He's in love with himself. There's no doubt about that. It's the cult of Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan. It's all about I and me, not us and we. But, oh, apparently he had some very she-she quiet late-night dinners amongst the millionaires, the gazillionaires, as he raises money, believe it or not, after nine months of destroying the city even more than Comrade Bill de Blasio did. He's proven to be nothing more than de Blasio 2.0. He's raising money to run for mayor again. Again! He hasn't done anything in nine months except prove that he is the nightlife mayor. And in fact, in his honor, on his 62nd birthday, uh, Lou, let's play the uh, musical tribute parody that we created with Shikara, who said, you got to shake your hips. It's all in the 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 hips. Get off of me. It's all in the hips. He just eased the tension, baby. It's all in the hips. I am completely open. You know, I'm a nightlife mayor, and I like to test the product. Test the product? That snort cocaine? That's what it means in a street sense. Get a shot of leg, little booty call, uh, drink a little uh, a tequila. What does that mean? Can any of you make whitey whitey reporters ask him, what do you mean, Mayor Adams at 62, testing the product? This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.